You're listening to You've Been Hanged, hosted by Hank Griffin, writer, man of faith, Parkinson's warrior, traveling man, and storyteller. Wonderful stories, home cooking, thoughtful lessons, and candor about life with Parkinson's are his to share. Relax for the next several minutes with your friend, neighbor, and brother who loves you. Granddad Bob and Granny Alice were married a long time, decades, a lifetime. They loved each other. They must have to stay together because they didn't really seem to like each other very much. Don't get me wrong, they made it work, and I really admire them for it. Frankly, a whole lot of people could learn from their example. It wasn't easy for them. During the day, they occupied themselves with very different tasks. Sometimes they shared morning or midday meals, though often they didn't. If company was over, they usually took supper together. When the day's labor were finished, she relaxed in the bedroom to read or watch television. He relaxed in the front room to do the same. Each had their own domains. His was his shop, where he welded, did other kinds of work, and worked on hobbies that he enjoyed. Hers was the house, particularly the kitchen, and the yard where she liked to garden. The front room was common ground. Both loved horses and riding, so the barn was also common ground. There wasn't a lot of other common ground. Granddad and Granny did family dinners really well. Granny always made a big pot of cornbread dressing and a variety of pies, trays of things like olives, pickles, and cheeses, and other tasty things. Granddad always made a salad. He made it the way He liked it. Lettuce, tomato, celery, and onion, all very finely chopped. I don't know what kind of dressing he used or if he made his own. I wish I did. It was very good salad. Granddad built a huge smoker that he liked to use. There was almost always a smoked ham or turkey as well as smoked venison or beef. The food was abundant and delicious. We didn't begin our meals with prayers at Granddad and Granny's home. Conversation was usually fraught and cautious as they had little patience with each other. I think we mostly tried to keep it light during the meal. Those meals were always good. Both he and she worked hard to provide truly delicious food, the kind of food prepared in such a way that not everyone's had an opportunity to enjoy in their lives. When the meals were over, there were always leftovers, enough to eat the next day and the day after the kinds of leftovers everyone was glad to eat over and over. When the meal was at an end, depending on the season, the family might retire to the front room to watch a ball game. At Christmas, we gathered there to exchange and open gifts. We received separate gifts from Granddad and Granny. She always gave us boys a knitted hat, a bag of underwear, a bag of socks, and once we were 11 or so, a bottle of cologne. Always Stetson early on and later, usually chat. When the gift given was just about finished, Granddad had everyone line up in front of his recliner where he handed out folding money. Sometimes there were silver dollars, quarters, and dimes. Granny always opened all her presents along with everyone else. No matter what Granddad was given, he'd set it behind his recliner, unopened. It wasn't until I was nearly grown that I ever saw Granddad actually open a gift. I remember being moved, truly moved, when I was 16. That Christmas, after the gift-giving was finished, Granddad sought me out. Hank, Hank, he found me in the kitchen. 
There you are, Hank. Is this from you? He had in his hand a cassette tape. Granddad was a gifted fiddle player who liked to play Western swing. For years, he'd been popular at house parties all over beautiful East Texas. In later years, he spent his time playing alone and with others in his shop and in the house, depending on the weather and the time of year. I worked as a waiter at Chris's Cafe five evenings a week. That year, I wanted to do something special for Granddad, but just didn't know what it might be. For the life of me, I couldn't quite pull my various ideas together. On a particular evening, I made a trip in my Oldsmobile to Hastings, a music store there on the edge of Beautiful, where I found a tape of violin music that I hoped he would enjoy. It wasn't Western swing. I didn't have the musical sophistication to understand what that was then. No, it was classical violin. I brought it home, wrapped it in Christmas paper, wrote his name on it, wrote Merry Christmas on it, and put it under the tree when we arrived at Granddad and Granny's home that Christmas morning. I assumed he would place it behind his recliner, as was his custom, but hoped he might, at some later time, open it and maybe even listen to it. I never thought he would actually open it while I was still at their home. Never mind comment on it. Yet, there he stood in the kitchen holding the tape in his hand. Yes, sir, I said. Granddad smiled in what appeared to be genuine pleasure. Thank you, Hank. I really appreciate this. My face flushed with embarrassed pleasure. The best I could manage was, thanks, Granddad. Um, you, you're welcome. I was floored, truly astonished, when I heard classical violin music playing in the front room just a few minutes later. He'd put the cassette tape into his tape player there by his chair and was actually listening to it. As I said, I was moved and had to step outside. Typically, when the meal was finished, if there was no ball game on and we'd finished with gift giving at Christmas time, Granddad exited the house and went out to a shop. Granny remained in the house. More often than not, the ladies would visit inside at least for a while. The men, if Granddad had signaled to them that he could tolerate them, would go out to a shop and visit with him. The grandkids were encouraged to play outside, which we always did until we were hungry again, at which point we again descended upon the leftovers until satisfied and once again went out to play until it was either dark or time to go home. As we got a little older, we spent time fishing or talking among ourselves. But it wasn't until we were much, much older that we were permitted to remain among the grown people for any length of time. Very often, while still little, us boys were invited to stay the night or even several nights. This invitation always came from Granny. I know that Granddad loved us, but he had little time for children. I don't fault him, as many men, even me, struggle with the noise and nonsense that comes from having little kids around. Granny wasn't great with girls. This observation is not intended as meanness on my part. It's just the truth. She didn't like little girls very much. However, she was much better with little boys. I have such sweet memories of time spent with her. When I was two, she and I would sit together at her table there in beautiful. She was a coffee drinker. As a devout Latter-day Saint, I am not a coffee drinker. That said, in those days, at just two years old, I didn't know that. Granny always poured a little coffee sweetened with sugar into a saucer to cool for my benefit. Once it sat a while and was tolerable, I helped myself. Together, we also enjoyed butter and jalapeno sandwiches. Oh, y'all. They were a delicacy at Granny's table. 
one that was in no wise approved by my parents. Eating those wonderful butter and jalapeno sandwiches washed down with saucers full of cool, if illicit, coffee, Granny and I smiled, laughed, and truly enjoyed those moments that were just for us. When I was just a little older, and after all the other grown people were gone, I sometimes made my way out to Granddad's shop. Usually I found him welding, blacksmithing, or fiddling. I learned that if I remained quiet and didn't bother Granddad, he'd permit me to observe for a while. Sometimes he even indulged me in just a little conversation. Memories of butter and jalapeno sandwiches washed down with saucers full of coffee with Granny in her kitchen and usually awkward but kind conversation with Granddad out in his shop remain with me and are precious. Treasured memories like priceless heirlooms kept hidden in safe places wrapped in soft protective cloths shared on occasion with those we hope will remember after we've gone. I have a photograph of Granddad and Granny, the only photograph I have of them together. It's in our parlor on a place of honor, prominent among other pictures similarly beloved by our family. They were newly married, very young. She was but 15, he wasn't much older. They were in the company of friends that I don't remember or recognize. She was a real beauty, and he a handsome young man. They were smiling, laughing, obviously enjoying themselves. I know that they loved each other. I saw it. I heard it in their voices, if only once in a while. They didn't always like each other. I'm not convinced they often liked each other. None of that detracts from the truth that they loved one another. Granddad and Granny loved each other and all of us enough to figure out how to make their marriage work when perhaps no one else could have or would have. They did so at a time when divorce was entirely permissible and frankly encouraged. How did they do it? Why did they do it? They didn't have to. I suspect there were times, many times, when they probably didn't want to, but they did. Granddad and Granny persevered in spite of everything. They endured to the very end. I find that I can't help but love, respect, and admire them all the more for it. Today, dearest love and I are granddad and granny. Those aren't the nicknames we use, but that doesn't matter. It's our turn to be the family's old folks. I'm grateful that our marriage is happy. None of our grandbabies live close by. I worry that they won't have the kinds of memories of us when they're grown and we're gone that I have of my old folks. Perhaps in the end, none of that matters as much as that the babies are healthy, safe, happy, well, loved, and know it when they're old enough to understand. I hope that these stories will be preserved in a way that will make it possible for them to have and enjoy long after dearest love and I are gone. Maybe in this, there will be a legacy for them not unlike that which I've benefited from. Papa loves you, kids. Much love, Hank. You've been hanked. Did you enjoy this episode of You've Been Hanked? I hope you did. Are you a subscriber? If not, please do be a subscriber. Is there someone you think might enjoy some of my stories? If so, share them. If you find this work worthy of your material support, I hope you'll consider a paid subscription and know that it's most appreciated. Thanks for listening to You've Been Hanked. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's easy and really makes a difference. Please help Hank help others by increasing the reach of You've Been Hanked.